going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are not going to talk about nutrition at all, and I'm kind of excited about it. It's, uh, you know, nutrition, if, if, if this is a podcast you've been listening to for a while, I would say, I don't know, 95 plus percent of the episodes that I've done have been somewhat nutrition related. And when I initially set out to start podcasting and, and started kind of posting content, whether it was on my social media or my email list or doing podcast episodes like this, part of my intention was to cover kind of all aspects of health and not just kind of the nutrition or nutrition science side of things. And I've realized that over, I don't know how long I've started this podcast, over a year now, year and a half now, that a lot of my episodes have been more centered around nutrition, which I think is a great thing. Um, but one, again, intention that I had was to talk about nutrition and exercise and training and kind of the um, mindset or emotional side of health. Because I think if we look at all the things that contribute to what our overall health and well-being is, right, like focusing on one area is not going to optimize your health at the end of the day. And uh, even on like my my cover, I'm even looking at it right now of, of my podcast show, um, I have nutrition, fitness, and mindset in there. And I, I feel like I haven't really talked a ton about the fitness side of things. And my goal today is to to talk just a little bit more about why resistance training is important, some of the benefits that come from it, um, things that are overlooked when you know people are you know, in pursuit of better health, better fitness, better physique. And something that I think is not talked about enough is like what, what other benefits come from exercising aside from like looking better naked, right? Because that's usually the point of entry for a handful of people, right? I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people when it comes to fitness and when it comes to working out, when it comes to resistance training, a lot of people get motivated to start and to continue doing it based on how it makes them look and what what they want to look like after, you know, dedicating a period of their life or their whole life to lifting and resistance training and exercising or really doing whatever type of exercise modality that you prefer to do. A lot of times what gets people in the door when it comes to working out is, you know, the the benefits that it can have on their physique. Now, what I've found in, in working with clients and being able to help ideally help people appreciate, you know, all of these inputs that go into our health and wellness and creating one, the best version of yourself, but also creating a life that you enjoy living and a body that you enjoy living. Fitness is such an integral part of that. And what I find is a lot of people keep exercising long-term because of the way it makes them feel. And this conversation is definitely going to be a little bit more geared towards like resistance training. But um, in general, I think anybody actively or intentionally moving their body can be considered an athlete in my book. And that exercise, in my opinion, is always going to be good exercise. Now, for all uh, the, for the purpose of this episode today, we're going to be diving into a little bit more of the resistance training side of things instead of maybe more of like the cardio side of things. Um, I actually have a podcast comparing the two, like, should you resistance train or do cardio? Um, 
the answer is you should do both. You should do a combination of both. But really talking about the resistance training side of things today, again, a lot of people go in with the intention of like, how can I look better naked? And, and what can I do to change my physique or my body composition to have it be more maybe desirable for you to feel more confident in or to you for you to feel better in? And again, that's a lot of times the reason why people start to exercise in the beginning. But man, we have to remember that that resistance training specifically has so many other benefits besides, you know, the way it makes you look. And before I dive in, I actually saw a really alarming stat in my opinion and, and something that's unacceptable to me, but, um, and I don't know where the source is. Shoot. I should have, I should know that and have a little bit more prepared for that. I think it might've been from the CDC or maybe the American Heart Association. Don't quote me on it, but I saw a stat that said, it was like six or seven out of every 10 U.S. adults do not engage in any form of resistance training at least two times per week, right? Seven-ish out of 10 U.S. Americans do not resistance train at least two times per week. Now, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast might not resonate with this a whole lot because you are likely somebody who is you know, concerned and an advocate for your health and, and does, you know, does have interest and, and puts forth effort into resistance training or exercising or, um, taking care of your health and your nutrition and, and, um, your mindset. But if you think about it, like that is a pretty crazy statistic. And again, a lot of times we might not realize like the severity of, of, everything that's happening in our world because of the circle, the people that we choose to, to associate with, like chances are if you're somebody who's active, like you're probably hanging out with other people that are active. So this idea that, Hey, seven out of every 10 people are not active or not lifting a couple times a week or resistance training a couple times a week seems like that that's not actually true. And man, in reality it is, it's, it's even with like overweight obesity statistics now, it's like two out of every three Americans are, are either overweight or obese now or somewhere in that range. And I don't, I don't, I don't see it getting better anytime soon, uh, which kills me. Right. And, and again, the reason we're talking about this today is to not shame anybody for not getting in or for not, you know, exercising enough, or maybe you're only lifting one times a week and there's maybe a reason for that. And that's just a season of your life you're in. Great. But I just want to outline some of the really positive health benefits that really we need to keep in mind as we continue to, to pursue like optimal health and well-being as we continue to age and, and prevent a lot of these like age-related uh, decline that we can see um, in a lot of health markers, biomarkers, physical markers, even mental and emotional markers as we continue to age. A lot of things that could be improved or um, maybe even delayed a little bit by resistance training. And man, if you think about this stat, right, like two days per week, resistance training, two days, two days per week, that's a pretty low bar in a lot of cases. But the, the reason that that's there is because that's where we see a lot of these po positive benefits that come from resistance training. Like you don't have to be in the gym five days a week to see a lot of the positive changes, one in your body, but in, in um, the other changes that can happen as a result of you exercising consistently. And I think that's important to note too, right? Because not everybody is going to be motivated or want to work out four, five times a week, nor should they feel like they have to, to get a lot of these amazing benefits from, from resistance training. Now, if I had to give 
just a basic definition of what resistance training is. It's just kind of this concept of like trying to increase your strength, your muscle strength by making your muscles work against any type of weight or force or gravity for that matter. And that could be in the form of lifting dumbbells or barbells or kettlebells or um, resistance bands or body weight stuff or calisthenics, right? Or if you're going to Orange Theory, you're doing Fit Body Boot Camp, or uh, you're doing a group hit cl- class, or doing some metabolic conditioning, or doing home hit workouts, or uh, you know, insert whatever type of exercise that you're doing that requires you to have some form of resistance training. To me, that classifies as resistance training for the conversation that we're having today. So whatever modality that you choose, again, Pilates or I don't know if I put yoga, it depends what kind of yoga it is, but as long as you are intentionally working your muscles by uh, making your muscles work against any type of weight or force, that to me is what we're going to go with kind of the definition of resistance training today. So it, it's not like you need to just go to the gym and that's our definition of resistance training. It's, it's very, um, it's very beyond that. And again, your preferences are going to dictate what is sustainable and what is actually realistic for you to do consistently over time. And, and for me, that's all I want. That's all I ask is for you to find something that you like, you enjoy, you could stick to, and then you can, uh, again, understand the benefits that come from that long-term. Now, we've already said it a few times, but a lot of people, when they start to exercise, sometimes it's like, in pursuit of weight loss or realizing that maybe their health and some markers are, are maybe getting away from them or not where they want them to be. And exercise is something that if we look at it, exercise is actually something um, without weight loss. Like, all right, let me take a step back. Exercise is something that if anybody does, regardless of weight change, can have positive health outcomes on you. So if you exercise, even if you don't lose weight and you are overweight, that is still going to give you some benefit compared to, hey, if, if you're trying to lose weight and you go into a calorie restriction and you lose weight that way, that likely in certain, in a lot of cases, will have some positive health benefit or health outcome on you. But exercise is something that you could do regardless of weight loss or weight gain that will elicit some positive and awesome changes within your body that are health promoting. So I think we need to realize that it's like you do not have to exercise with the intention to like burn calories or to lose weight because exercise works in a way to benefit a lot of systems and things in our body regardless of of you know if you're changing weight or not. So when I and to be honest this conversation stemmed kind of from the client check-in that I had last week is actually one of the check-in uh, form questions that I have for my clients every week. We talked about what are some reasons why you should exercise uh, regardless of how it makes you look. And one of the more important reasons and things that I want to emphasize today is how it can actually really improve your metabolic health. Now, even one session, and we're talking about like, hey, trying to exercise two or more sessions per week at least shooting for maybe 45 minutes or more. Uh, Even if you did 30 minutes, that's totally fine too. But trying to get two, you know, days of exercising and resistance training per week, these, you know, I would say small amounts because for some people, like people think, oh, two days of working out, I could do that in my sleep, right? Like that's, that's, uh, that's easy for some people. But again, for the majority of people in our country and people that I'm trying to talk to today, it's like resistance training can be really difficult to do consistently for a lot of people. Um, And even two days a week, 
can significantly improve your blood sugar control, your blood sugar regulation, your sensitivity, um, and also just increasing your energy expender energy expenditure for 24 to even like 48-ish hours after that training session. Now, when you start to resistance train and exercise consistently, one thing that can happen is you can increase the lean muscle mass that you have. And I'm going to say this, but it's not as big of a deal as we think it is, but you increasing the amount of muscle mass that you have on your frame and doing that over time can increase the resting energy expenditure that you have you know, on a day-to-day basis, excluding the energy that you burn from exercise alone. Um, that can improve over time, but we're talking about like if you... If you, you know, put on one pound of muscle compared to where you're at right now, we're talking like nine more calories over the course of the day that you're burning at rest. But if you put five years or 10 years at that, like, hey, we're maybe talking about a hundred, a couple hundred calories, which, you know, over the course of the week could potentially add up. But that's not the only reason like you burning more energy, having more muscle um, to burn more energy at rest is not the primary thing that you should be focused on, on how you can reap a lot of the benefits from having more muscle and resistance training. Um, but a lot of it definitely comes from your ability to, um, regulate sugar and specifically like improving your insulin sensitivity and improving your blood sugar control. Because if you think about it, a lot of the carbs that we store in our body in the form of glycogen are stored in the muscle cells. And when we're consistently using that glycogen or those stored carbohydrate throughout the course of the week, whether it's resistance training a couple times a week, you're doing maybe your cardio sessions, but at least getting into the gym or doing, doing some form of movement, some form of resistance training a couple times per week, you're utilizing it and, and moving that energy from the cells. You're using that energy to, to fuel your workouts. And then when you eat and you replenish those glycogen stores, you're kind of reusing, recycling, and, and replenishing that glycogen, which is essentially just improving your sensitivity to uptake and receive glucose within the cells and your muscles um, and help fight against some of this insulin resistance that is really one of the most um, common and prevalent comorbidities that we see today, diabetes, insulin resistance, alongside with like cardiovascular health. And in general, like you getting a couple types of resistance trainings in per week is going to significantly help your metabolic health. And it can really complement any type of uh, medications that you're on for any type of, you know, maybe blood sugar control or, or for like um, blood pressure and, and different things that are, you know, more geared towards if you have comorbidities or have been diagnosed with some of these things or help prevent you from getting to a place where you are diagnosed with some of those things. Also maintaining uh, maybe a healthy body weight, in, improving your metabolic health. All of these things are really important and, and I think are one of the most underrated things that can come from resistance training consistently. So um, alongside that, another benefit that can come from resistance training would be improved cardio health. Uh, we've kind of talked about insulin sensitivity. We've talked about how you know it, it can improve uh, your cardio. Believe it or not, you doing direct cardio is good for your cardio health, but you resistance training is also something that's good for your cardiovascular health as well. Because if you think about what's happening when we are resistance training, essentially what we're doing is like we're improving the ability of our blood vessels to dilate and contract, which if you think about it can really help reduce your blood pressure. 
Um, it can also help reduce your LDL cholesterol, which is quote unquote, like your bad cholesterol. Um, it could also improve your triglycerides and, um, kind of help reduce some of these primary risk factors when it comes to being diagnosed or developing any type of heart disease. So you being able to train your muscles, transport blood. If you think about doing like hard and intense, any type of resistance training, um, depending on how hard you're working, you know, you could temporarily in, in, uh, increase your um, heart rate. You can increase the amount of blood flow, the amount of oxygen that you're distributing. Being able to do that periodically is something that's going to be so beneficial for you over the long term and potentially also help you in other forms of activities and hobbies and exercises that you do, whether you're whether you're playing fucking pickleball, right? Or maybe you're a golfer or a tennis player or you're a hiker or a snowshoe or a skier, like having more muscle is going to benefit you in that sport, but it's also going to complement kind of the cardiovascular side of, um, of things that are going to help you excel and, and do well in your sports too. So resistance training is not only good for muscle building, it, it is complementary to your cardiovascular health as well. And I think that's something that's super valuable and important that again, is not something that is in the forefront of people's minds, but it's just know that it's a side effect and you continuing to resistance train, resistance train long-term is, is going to be beneficial and, and help fight against a lot of these things. So it's definitely cardio protective in that sense. Now from like a structural health standpoint, osteoporosis is something that is, man, it's horrible. Let's be real, especially as people get older or, um, kind of the reduced amount of bone density that you have, making you a little bit more or a lot more susceptible to fractures and breaks and, you know, just impaired bone health in general. And for all my people who have passed that like 25 to 30 year old mark, I'm still in there, but peak bone mass, I believe happens somewhere between at 25 to 30, maybe 35, I'm not sure, but kind of that like late 20 range is when we can start to develop peak bone mass. So all my people resistance training who are in their early 20s or mid 20s, just know what you're doing right now is is really complimentary to you um, helping you reach your peak bone mass and, and, and set you up so that when you start to, you know, turn 35, turn 40, turn 45, um, you know, when you start to see loss of bone mass, periodically and as you continue to get older because really nothing gets better as we get older and for you to be able to put yourself in the best position to build really healthy and strong bones early on in life you're going to be doing yourself a really awesome service for yourself later in life and future self will 100% thank you for that and you resist resistance training in your early 20s or maybe your teens and into your 30s and 40s and 50s for a lot of people honestly that could be one of the difference makers between you, you know, coming into the age of 75 or 80 and you taking a fall and fracturing your hip and then going to a skilled nursing home and then having complications because of that, it could be the thing that prevents you from falling in the first place or maybe taking a fall and maybe not breaking anything at all and being able to get back up or maybe having better balance or, or having better strength to prevent a fall in the first place. Like, those are the things that it's hard to see in the moment. It's hard to see when you're 28, right? But it's, uh, it's something that's super relevant and that's likely going to be a concern of yours at one point in your life, assuming we get lucky enough to, con- to, to continue to grow old, right? So 
you being able to resistance train consistently, really what that does is it's placing a stress on your bones and it it stimulates something called osteogenesis, which is essentially the the uh, formation of new bone within your body. Um, in addition to that, like preventing muscle loss and you know the loss of bone and uh, muscle as you continue to get older, things like sarcopenia, right? We have osteoporosis, sarcopenia, the loss of bone, the loss of muscle as you get older. Um, you're you're just going to have a stronger, more structurally healthy. A more durable, more resilient body that, again, ideally will remove you or prevent you from getting into some of these situations where you could break a bone or, or you know, be at risk for having falls and fractures and things like that. Um, because let's be real, like we all want to be as independent as possible, as as old as we can get, and and having our independence and maintaining that and being able to get up and down off the toilet and being able to like go to the grocery store and to push a fucking cart when we're 82 or 92 years old, like assuming you do live to that life, like there's a difference between, you know, your lifespan essentially and your health span, like how, how healthy you are at whatever age of your life. I'm, I didn't make that up. Uh, Dr. Peter or Peter Atia, um, something that I've seen in his book and heard on some of his podcasts, but kind of taking what he's, he's alluded to in the past is like, Hey, you know, there's a difference between your lifespan. Like when you're alive and when you're dead versus like what you can get out of that life when you are living in it. And the, these are likely the things that are going to improve the quality of your life as you continue to get older that again, like the early you start the better. So keep that in mind, like resistance training. And again, I say it's a low bar, but two times a week, it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a low entry point and that's a good thing. And I, and I want people to be motivated from that and just understand that, Hey, maybe if you're, you have an off week and you don't work out four or five times a week, like you still getting three or two workouts in, or even one workout is still going to be better than nothing. And you practicing that consistently is going to help you reap a lot of these benefits that we see from resistance training in the long term. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, another thing that I would say people use the gym or their workout classes for is kind of like an outlet to like alleviate stress. Now I'm a firm believer that exercise can be therapeutic. It should not replace therapy if that's something that you need, which in my biased opinion, I think everybody could benefit from seeing a therapist coming from somebody like myself, who's been seeing a therapist for, I don't know, two years now ongoing, like every week. I think therapy is a great tool, but you know, this idea of having positive, you know, stress management outlets is, is really an important part of our health and our ability to manage stress and our ability to kind of take our attention and mind away from stress. And exercise is definitely one of those outlets that I see a lot of people using, but understanding that exercise could also in in resistance training in particular can be a really good um, um, it, it can really improve your mental health it is a really interesting area of research and something that we've actually seen in a lot of the literature, but you resistance training a few times a week, a couple times per week, it's actually been shown to, uh, reduce or improve the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Now, that's a very big, broad blanket statement. And it's not to say that it's going to prevent you from becoming depressed or prevent you from becoming even more anxious than what you already are. But we have seen that 
resistance training in these populations has improved symptoms pretty dramatically of people who are depressed and people who are showing um, symptoms of anxiety and are really struggling that this is a, this is a really cool thing because a lot of times, right? Like medications are, are oftentimes pushed in those scenarios, which there's a place for, and it's not, it's not my place to say whether those are good or bad. That's a discussion that you need to have with your healthcare provider if that's something you're going through. But you know, what I've seen is, is people who resistance train and they're, they're pretty resilient. Yeah. And, 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 my thought on how like resistance training can really impact and improve somebody's like mental health and um, their kind of self-efficacy is like a lot of times what happens is like a lot of these physiological changes that you can see are, are elicited by this resistance training, which in my opinion is something that um, likely happens because your self-esteem starts to improve or you enhance your again, self-efficacy or you just the act of you going into whatever workout class or going into the gym and intentionally making yourself uncomfortable and doing hard things, even though it might be difficult or again, uncomfortable is something that is very empowering. And that's something that can, can translate to all areas of, of life, not just the gym, but you know, increasing your strength and improving your confidence and getting stronger are all things that can kind of improve, I think, your your mental health and your self-esteem, but being able to find a program that, you know, practices progressive overload and being able to challenge yourself and, and to continue to kind of push that comfortability zone is something that I think really plays into this whole, like, mental health resistance training field that, in my opinion, is really underrated and, and really important to remember when, you know, we're trying to take care of our mental health as well. So in a roundabout way, resistance training can, can really improve your mental health. Um, you can see a lot of improved symptoms in, in populations of people who have depression, who have anxiety. And I, I believe that it can also help, you know, not even prevent you, but, you know, maybe minimize your chance of going into, you know, a, a super depressive state and, and becoming more anxious. Like you resistance training, you intentionally doing that week after week, man, if, if all goes well, can help prevent you from getting to a place like that. And again, there's a lot of inputs that go into depression and mental health and anxiety. And I find myself like, you know, um, really tiptoeing around this concept here because it's definitely not my area of expertise and, and not something that I want to make sound super simple because it's not. But resistance training is something that could help that area. And I just think that's something that we always need to remember too. And really building on that. And one of the last things that I wanted to talk about today was this idea of your uh, workout programs and your resistance training, you know, a few times a week, also kind of protecting you against cognitive decline. So a little different than like your mental health, like how you feel, um, emotions and, and all those things, your actual cognitive health, your cognitive, um, um, decline that we can see as you get older, can actually be minimized or reduced when we are resistance training consistently. Now, if you think about resistance training, like what it is, is this kind of like neuromuscular system connection that we have, this like brain, mind, muscle connection that our body has. And a lot of the benefits and strength that we see when we do resistance train consistently are due to this um, ability of our brain to improve its ability to like contract and use our muscle fibers, right? Um, you resistance training 
is essentially you, your brain telling your muscles to contract and to lift these things. And that connection, like that, that communication is helping kind of stimulate this area of your brain that is being able to utilize that and practice that and get better at that compared to somebody who might not be resistance training, who's kind of missing out on an opportunity to use their brain in that capacity uh, to, again, get a lot of these benefits from resistance training. Um, it's that mind muscle connection, your ability to tell your muscle and train your muscles to work in a certain way. And, and for you to exert much X amount of power and to be able to contract your muscle fibers, like that is a really powerful, powerful thing that comes from resistance training. And it makes sense, but it's not something that's often thought about, right? So when it comes to somebody who is currently or already like cognitively impaired, you know, we've seen in research resistance training kind of improve some of those markers and improve cognition and um, especially in healthy adults too, like maintain a normal healthy baseline. Resistance training is probably one of the most powerful things that we could do just for brain health in general. So keep that in mind as well, like from, from a brain standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, from a structural standpoint, from uh, a cardiovascular health kind of standpoint, uh, and even just your overall metabolic health, resistance training goes so much further than the way you look naked after resistance training and lifting for a period of time. And good news is that 100% can improve and, and help you reach whatever body composition goals that you're working towards, definitely. But just remember that resistance training goes beyond the way we look, right? And, and a lot of the benefits that we see from resistance training long-term come at kind of this, again, lower benchmark, in my opinion, that a lot of people should and could continue to implement long-term. And this two days a week um, kind of baseline and, and starting point is something that, man, should be, should be at the forefront of a lot of people's minds in addition to everything else that comes with taking care of your health. And again, like a lot of people listening to this podcast, I know in... Um, I already have a feel that you appreciate exercising and resistance training and doing whatever it is, hobbies that you're doing. So I'm, I, I, I'm definitely preaching to the choir with this episode in certain ways, but uh, my goal today is to ideally help motivate somebody who isn't resistance training consistently um, to start or to at least do one or at least do two. Cause again, that's where we see a lot of these health benefits come from. Or if you are consistently doing that already to continue that and, and to know that like, Hey, whatever life brings you, right? Like whatever season of life you're in, however old you are, you 10 years from now, things are going to change, right? And this idea that, you know, you need to work out three, four or five times a week. You know, maybe that's a season of life that you're in right now, but that's likely not going to be you um, forever, right? And there, there's likely going to be something, some life event that maybe takes you away from doing what you've been able to do in the past. But just understand that, you know, the bar isn't set so high and so unattainable that, you know, you can't do that when you're 35 and have two kids and a really stressful job and, and need to do a lot more stuff and have more responsibility compared to when you're 25 and you're just getting out of college and you're trying new jobs and whatever it is and your health is still super important to you and you're single or maybe you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it is and, and you know, training is part of your normal routine. Like, excuse me, there's going to be a, a time in their life where, that is not the case for you. And that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at is like, just know that that two, three days a week, like that is all that you need to maximize some of the benefits um, when it comes to your total body health, your mental health, your cognitive health, 
um, your metabolic health. And that should be the baseline is kind of your minimum week to week and being able to hopefully encourage you to continue what you're doing throughout your lifespan um, was one of my goals today too. So just wanted to, to put into perspective, like what resistance training can do for you aside from what people normally think it does for them. Um, and just to be able to, to make sure that that's part of your normal routine. Cause that is one of the pillars of, in my opinion, optimal health and well-being, your nutrition, your fitness, your uh, mindset, your emotional health, like all of those things that go together, you know, without the fitness piece, you're likely not going to achieve optimal health, but um, with it, it's likely going to influence a lot of the nutrition decisions that you make, you getting the most out of, out of the food and the nutrition that you consume, but also complementing you and your mental health and your emotional health and, and, and bleeding into other areas of your life. Fitness is just one of those things that, man, it can really just, it can bleed into everything. And, and that's why I think everybody should do it. And it's, uh, man, it's just, it's the closest thing and it is the only thing that we have to like something that you could do consistently that's going to improve just so many metrics of your health, right? If I told you that, again, there's a pill that can do X, Y, and Z, everything that I just listed, dude, people would be lining up two miles to get that pill and just take that every day, right? But man, it's just, it's not a pill. It doesn't come in pill form, right? It's something that you actually intentionally have to do and make that a priority over the long term because it will pay dividends and you know that that compound interest that you can see from resistance training over time that's going to give you more of a return on your investment than than any financial or other thing that you could do in your life so keep making that investment in yourself if you are now start to make that investment if you haven't been or or if you aren't meeting that minimum you know two times per week resistance training um, per week and just make that a priority going forward so I'm going to end that podcast there. I just wanted to, to talk about some of those things as it pertains to your health and your well-being and, you know, just, just touch on a, a subject that I feel super passionate about that. Again, I, I, in a perfect world could have every single person on this planet doing and, and improving their life that way. So if you, uh, if you have any questions for me or even want to see some of the research and, and some of the stuff that we talked about today, please DM me or, or reach out to me and, I can point you towards some of those studies and different things that um, I've seen that I've kind of pulled out this information from today, but um, I'm always here for you if you need anything. And until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Hope you have a good one today. Appreciate you listening as always, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.